Hallo, an alle und willkommen zur letzten Episode dieser Saison von The Palm Tree Patio. In der Folge hält der Eben geht aus in den Liebsingsunker aller Adolf Hitler. Wir werden hier in das Leben des dieses verrückten Individuums in Tauschen und Zusammelbrücken wie aus seiner Kampf er taschlich war. Auch wegen sie Deutsch verstehen, ich dieses Intro für sie. Ich hatte gestern Eben Chile und Zoom Edward Dessin. Sie waren kostelig, maximal finde ich sehr verrückt, aber maximal ist er einfach in Runde. Wie auch immer das Rock Fjord, das Season Throw Maxion wird mit der Show weiter! father papa joe just a father one time i was a father one time you still are a father currently still a father i'm not that i know of oh shit hey welcome to the palm tree patio this week's episode of the palm tree patio is brought to you by joe banana bread <laughs> banana bread <laughs> we're making it i made it i didn't make any you know what i actually do want to learn how to make banana bread though Remember at the beginning of COVID when everyone was like, oh, I'm just going to spend this six weeks or however short it'll be to learn how to cook or do something around the house. Yeah. And then here we are nine months later. Like, <laughs> I should make banana bread. I should make banana bread before the second wave inevitably comes and kills us all. <laughs> yeah, dude. Speaking of not being able to do things, uh, whoever's writing the new Walking Dead series can't write The Walking Dead. I gave up on that. It's like episode so one fucking long ago. Dude. I'm talking about the new new. No. The new new, Joe. No. I'm not talking about Fear the Walking Dead. No. I'm talking about The Walking Dead World Beyond. Or, uh, is that something? Something Beyond. I didn't even know that they came out with a new one, honestly. Yeah, it's second week. Uh, Sunday was week two, episode two. They should have just kept it as a miniseries. That first season was amazing, you know? And they should have just kept it open-ended and not... But, of course, it it was so popular and they milked the shit out of it. Here's the problem. It did really well. And Kirkman hadn't written an ending yet. Yep. So it was open-ended. And when the show caught what Kirkman had written, mm-hmm. they just free-balled it. I think you're thinking of Game of Thrones because uh, they, nope. they took a lot of liberties between the graphic novel because they weren't the same. It happened to, it happened to both of them. Uh, well, I remember Walking Dead, even that first season. Uh, Amazing. No, the first season, was, I'm talking about the, 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 the parallel split-offs where it was, oh, it, yeah, it was yeah. within the first season when they started taking liberties and stuff. They changed a lot of stuff they didn't need to change, honestly. I, it's... The only thing that has ever been adapted perfectly from graphic novel to mm-hmm. film was Watchmen. I loved Watchmen. I, actually, 300 was actually fucking great, too. 300 was awesome. Dude, Watchmen got a TV series. I never watched it. Also, ironically, both were directed by Zack Snyder. Hey, shout out Zack Snyder. I'm excited for that Justice League cut that's coming out next year. The director's cut? Fuck, yeah. man. I'm so Wasn't there supposed pumped. to be a second Suicide Squad? Uh, Did it get scrapped? No, it's coming out. Oh. They're they're kind of like soft rebooting it. Yeah. Idris Elba is going to be Deadshot instead of Will Smith. They kind of need to let uh, people forget about the last one. I honestly didn't hate it. Uh, I didn't take it seriously, but like, I hated it. Yeah. This is why I hated it, though, because the intro was amazing. It was, yeah. all, it was so funny. And I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Dude, those character intros were great. They just happened like way too fast. Yeah. You they could have spread them out. 
There was a lot of Easter eggs in it. Bad writing. Speaking of bad writing, welcome to episode 10 of season three. This will be our last episode for this season, and then we're going to do a bunch of changes yep. as far as uh, our layout and everything else goes. Today, we will be speaking about everybody's favorite genocidal maniac, Uncle Adolf Hitler. And I got to say that I don't like Hitler at all. Not one bit. <laughs> I got to put my foot down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by favorite uncle, I mean that uncle that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Never mind editing this out <laughs> <laughs> so how do i do on my intro uh, my german okay I, I thought you were german for a sec i closed my eyes and i was in 1943 mm -hmm. eastern germany western germany what um, was the bad side they weren't uh, they weren't exactly split at that point was that before or after it was before wait wait world war ii happened before the berlin wall yes really Yes, Berlin Wall had the crumbling of the 70s, Berlin Wall 80s? happened in the eighties, bud. Wow, that was Reagan era. That does sound familiar. Mr. Now. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Uh, well, the people did, but you know, yeah. you know, Germany had to reopen their economy. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. So, Joe, why are we talking about Hitler? Well, what is the purpose for bringing Hitler up ever? Because nobody likes the guy. His history is very well documented. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason for anyone to ever speak that name again. There is exactly a reason why we should speak uh, his name again. And not in the same way that uh, these KKK and white supremacists these days are so adamant about keeping uh, southern generals statues uh, all littered across you know, the southern United States, uh, or sorry, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, Hitler was one of the worst uh, and deplorable people in history. Uh, genocide of upwards of around six to eight million. The true number will never be known. Mm -hmm. uh, but today we're going to be discussing not what exactly what everybody knows, uh, because you, we all grew up watching the History Channel. Yeah. Maybe not all of us. I did. I was a boring kid. Mm, I was watching Comedy Central. By boring kid, I mean... I was watching The Man Show. Because I, mean, I, I was in America, dog. <laughs> Post-World War II America. So you never had aspirations to be a high school history teacher like me? I did, though. I, I was obsessed with um, World War II my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Like, obsessed in a, in like a non-committed way, though. Like, I love everything about the era, Yeah, but I don't want to, like, read books about it. Sure. I just watch the movies. Right, right. Uh, and there are a couple movies that have been great. Uh, and just at the top here, I'm just going to list off Downfall. It is a German uh, movie. Uh -huh. it, uh, it is about the final hours of, um, or the last couple days of, of Hitler's uh, life and the end of the war and everything else. Uh, I recommend that one. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit conspiracy, because that's what we do here. Uh, but just first... We're going to talk a little bit of reality. Okay. Um, so I, I have a little piece here that I've prepared. The, uh, the accuracy of this is based on what I was able to find up while sitting down to write a report. And there are so many different sources here. Uh, from the top, I'm just going to list a couple of them before we get any further. Of course, Sam and I both are taking to Reddit. Uh, ScienceAlert.com, uh, psych uh, PsychologyToday.com, and then also various Google uh, search results here. And of course, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, yeah. Because why not? We're not exactly the greatest as far as uh, listing our sources, but we're trying to be better here. So let me paint you a picture, Joe. Paint it. The oh, day you know who was a painter? Who? Uh, Adolf. <laughs> Adolf Hitler was it, a painter. I, I believe Adolf was. A successful painter, actually. A successful? He was a, my retainers are in, Sam. Fuck I got off, you. All right. <laughs> they know. They know. I know. Uh, Hitler was know. actually a pretty decent painter. Okay, well... 
<laughs> That's all I'll say about good things about Hitler. Have you seen my my original <laughs> Hitler? I painted this this bridge. I don't think he talked <laughs> I like painted that. This bridge. I thought he just painted dogs. Uh, sure. His dog. Blondie. Okay. Blondie. Yeah. A good band. That was the name of his dog. That was a good band. Okay. <laughs> the day is April 30th, 1945. Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun find themselves in a particularly fatal dilemma. D- dilemma. I'm going to start over because I just have a bad head. Sure. <laughs> My brain's just broke. The day is April 30th, 1945. Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun find themselves in a particularly fatal dilemma in a subterranean air raid shelter in Berlin, Germany called the Fuhrer Bunker. The pair are faced with losing the invasion of Soviet Russia and likely the entire Second World War. They certainly would be they certainly would be tortured and killed for their actions and war crimes. Within the Fuhrer bunker, where Adolf Hitler resided and ran Nazi operations out of or starting in January 1945, Hitler and Braun would seal their fates forever in a double suicide, just 40 hours after saying their vows in marriage on April 28th. Now, the Nazi regime would have you believe that Hitler died a hero on the battlefield with his men, and that's exactly what was released and reported over airways initially. The reality is Hitler did in fact die from a gunshot wound, either from himself or from Eva Braun. Adolf's body double was discovered first by Soviet soldiers, but soon after that, three freshly dug graves were discovered. That of Eva Braun, Blondie, Hitler's dog, and the remains of Adolf Hitler himself. The remains were sent for dental records where they were determined to be that of Adolf Hitler's. Joseph Stalin and the Soviet army did not release this information at first as they wanted to be absolutely sure Hitler was dead. But this left the world in the dark about the truths of Adolf Adolf's whereabouts. There was also a little bit of subversion going on with Stalin and why he chose not to release the information regarding Hitler's death, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So he... He wanted to know if he was truly deceased or had escaped in, uh, in a lot of now debunked conspiracy theories. Or are they? Over 70 individuals were taken from the bunker by Stalin and his Soviet army, army and brutally interrogated, as you can imagine the Soviets would. From bodyguards to valets, they were beaten for days on end and asked repeatedly of Adolf's whereabouts and if he was alive. They were even forced to reenact the final moments of Adolf Hitler's life. Stalin was trying to find any holes that Hitler may have escaped through. The Allies in the rest of the world were unaware of all of this when rumors of Hitler's sightings started to pop up in Argentina, Spain, and even Japan. This prompted United States General Eisenhower to conduct an investigation with Hugh Trevor Roper, an English historian and author of The Last Days of Hitler, 1970, or 1947, <laughs> not 74. Roper investigated and confirmed the remains of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun were legitimate. It was further legitimized when Adolf's valet was released in 1955 and told the story of of Hitler's final moments. Adolf had lunch, returned to his quarters, and soon after, a gunshot was heard. Upon entry to Hitler's apartment, he was found with a gunshot to the head and Eva Braun smelled of cyanide. He himself was charged with the task of disposing of the bodies thus concluding the reign of Adolf Hitler. The Second World War would end on September 2nd, 1945. Hitler's remains were incinerated, not incarcerated. (laughs) Hitler's remains were incinerated and buried in a Soviet military base as to not have them discovered by anyone else who would idolize them. In the 1970s, that military base was shut down 
and the remains were nearly forgotten. In the end, the bones were crushed, incinerated, and demolished into a dust. They were poured into a river never to be seen again. Although all of this seems to be thoroughly documented, many people still believe that Adolf Hitler survived the repercussions of his awful dictatorship in Germany and lived the rest of his days in hidden secrecy. One of the most common theories is that he escaped to Argentina. Mm. Oh, that's how you got? And that's it? Okay. <laughs> Uh, pretty uh, pretty accurate there, my guy. Um, <clears throat> so the theory is, basically a Cliff Notes version of what Sam just read, is that Hitler had absconded and somehow managed to uh, leave Germany at precisely the right time. As many Germans did. Many, many Nazis, rather. Right. We'll never know what happened in that bunker. We'll never know if Ava Braun was murdered. But the idea of Hitler... Biting down on a cyanide capsule, then shooting himself in the head? No, it doesn't. It just doesn't fit. The man was such a megalomaniac that, in parallels to our current country's administration, or country's current administration, you can see that somebody with that inflated of an ego would want to, if they were losing power, they at least want to stay alive. There's no way that somebody with that much pride would kill themselves. I believe. Well, he did things that not even he is dumb enough to believe he would be spared for. He's dead either way. The thing is, a lot of people, and I and I grew up, I mean, you can probably attest to this as well, growing up in the Midwest, the educational system is not exactly tip-top. And the diversity and is the not diversity, exactly, exactly yeah. tip-top. Uh, so, and just like the things that are going on today with like facts and like what's getting out there, what's real, what's fake, etc., I grew up and I and I grew to despise when people when when the subject of World War II and Hitler came up, people would be like, "Yeah, well, at least Hitler was a military genius." And I'm thinking, false. What? I got a list here <clears throat> from historynet.com. Make no mistake, German engineering highly superior, highly underutilized by this uh, quote-unquote military mastermind. Oh, if we're going to go there, let's talk about well, we don't really need to talk about it. Uh, but German scientists, yes. German scientists were at the pinnacle of uh, cracking technology. Um, there are conspiracies that, you know, Germany was tinkering with time travel devices, one of them called the, the Bell, and then flying saucers as well. Germany was not close or even remotely close to building an atomic bomb. That's just not something that their military even pursued. Yeah. Uh, they were under the impression that they were so mighty and that their, uh, that their Reich would expand so far uh, that they could just overwhelm any opponent just by sheer force without the use of a bomb. Not just that, but we had also stolen all of their, their scientists in order to... Uh, paperclip, Operation baby. Paperclip, of course. Yeah. So let me just go down a list here of Hitler's greatest blunders, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's start at the top. On December 8, 1941, President Franklin D. Roosevelt went before Congress and asked for a declaration of war against Japan. Germany, however, was never mentioned. There was little popular support to expand the war unless Hitler made some gesture of monumental stupidity. The United States at the time had no official reason to declare war on Germany. British and American strategists were frustrated. They had always presumed that once the United States entered the war, defeating Germany would take priority over Japan. This, of course, was at a time when nobody knew that the Holocaust was going on. Yeah. Right? Now, had that been made aware, you know, history would have been a lot different. Might have been a third bomb, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. But now it appeared 
America would take Japan first while Great Britain fought alone against Germany. Fortunately for them, four days after Pearl Harbor, Hitler committed one of the most monumental blunders in history. While President Roosevelt needed 517 words to declare war and doom Japan, when Hitler went before the Reichstag, he required just 334 to seal the fate of the Third Reich. In the final month of 1941, a perceptive observer may have noticed the first glimmers of hope for the Allied cause as German prospects took a turn for the worse. Britain was not only unbowed, it was actively counterattacking whenever possible. More worrying for the Germans was the Soviet, Soviet counterattack in front of Moscow, where fresh, fresh Siberian divisions were tearing at the Wehrmacht's army group center. Despite these rapidly darkening skies, Hitler, upon hearing news of Pearl Harbor, left his Prussian headquarters, where he had gone to personally deal with the Russian winter offensive and rushed to Berlin. I put the emphasis wrong. <laughs> On December 11th, also my birthday. Hey, I knew that date sounded familiar. He went before the Reichstag to declare war on the United States. It was an act of suicidal hubris. Although Germany was already locked in a war against Great Britain and the Soviet Union, Hitler, when presented with the opportunity to declare war against a nation of capable of producing as many munitions in one year as Germany could in five, did not hesitate or flinch. It was not his first serious blunder, nor his last. It was, however, his most colossal. Military genius. <laughs> a fucking, fucking smart guy, Dude, right? <laughs> thousand IQ. Thousand IQ right there. So fucking smart. So, Sam, why did he do it? Um, he did it because he was under the impression that he could not fail. Hitler was certainly aware of America's production potential, for he had written about it in Mein Kampf. The simplest answer is that despite this knowledge, he remained unimpressed with American military potential. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Yeah, I'm there, a bunch of sissy boys. <laughs> Look at them with their blue pants. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of German people. I'm just making fun of Hitler, just so y'all know. And that's, that's a German accent. And if we can't make fun of German accents, come on. God damn it. I make fun of my Ohio accent and Sam's half-assed Canadian Michigan accent. Oh, right? yeah, all the time, bud. <laughs> sure thing. In 1940, he had told Soviet Foreign Minister Vyacheslav Molotov that the United <laughs> States would not be a threat to Germany for decades. 1970 or 1980 at the earliest, he was quoted saying. They, they can't even get over here. Yeah. They can't even get over here to Germany. What are they going to do? Build the boats? <laughs> they don't have U-boats. Moreover, Hitler had always believed that war with the United States was inevitable. For him, it was better to have that war at a time of his choosing when he could count on Japan siphoning off significant amounts of American power. So Germany, for the second time in a generation, found itself in a two-front war against the combined might of the world's greatest economic powers. Thoughts? <laughs> so Hitler is just like, all right, guys, listen here. This is what we're going to do. Fuck it. We're rolling the dice. We're going we're gonna to just roll the dice on this one. We're going to keep murdering. We're going to keep invading. And America will not fight us until we choose when they want to fight us. Himmler, come here. <laughs> what's, what's the worst that could happen? Honestly. <laughs> They're not even real men. Heinrich, please come here. <laughs> Heinrich, I need you. <laughs> I'm in the office. We have to talk. <laughs> All right. Now. I'm going to jump down here uh, to another mistake that Hitler made here. Oh, no. Two mistakes? <laughs> we got a long list, buddy. This is going to be a packed episode, and we'll tie it all together at the end here. <laughs> it's for a good reason here, I promise you, okay? Okay. Hitler opens a vast second front. Mm-hmm. So the first front is the European theater. 
Yes. Which is Poland. Poland, Britain, France. Yeah. Right. All of it. Slightly more than two decades had passed since Germany had launched a two-front war and suffered devastating consequences. It therefore took a stunning level of strategic incompetence on Hitler's part to initiate war in the East when the outcome in the West was still at issue. And of course, to the West being Britain, to the East being Russia. Um... Tenacity, coupled with flashes of tactical and operational brilliance, kept the German army in the field for four bloody years. And once again, the German military almost made good on Hitler's gamble. But such martial attributes were insufficient to overcome the fundamental strategic mistake that placed them deep in Russia to begin with. It took a number of additional blunders on Hitler's part to crush German hopes of a Drang nach Osten, which is drive to the east. <laughs> Hitler also failed to take Moscow. The first of those blunders came soon after Operation Barbarossa was launched. From the outset, Hitler's military leaders knew that speed was of the essence. They were after a quick contest, not a protracted war. And their initial prospects of winning that race against time were promising. After smashing through the Soviet forward divisions, Army Group Center won a hard-fought battle at Smolensk. 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 At its conclusion, more than 200,000 Soviet prisoners were marched into already overcrowded holding pens, and the road to Moscow was laid bare. Now was the time for a strong, direct thrust at the Soviet capital. Nothing? Strong, direct thrust? Nothing? I don't know what you're talking about, Joe. Hitler had a micro penis. I'm I'm, I believe I'm mature. <laughs> I believe that's what they call it. You're too mature to talk uh, about Hitler's micro penis? I'm mature. I heard his wiener hole was on the bottom of his wiener. We'll come back to it. <laughs> More than just a political objective, Moscow was the nerve center for the Communist Party, a major industrial center, and, most important, the nexus for almost every major rail line in the Soviet Union. If Moscow fell, lateral movements of Soviet forces would become impossible. Moreover, the defeat of Moscow would help cut Russia off from the Eastern armies, which were already beginning their move to the city's aid. In 1812, Russia could have given up Moscow to Napoleon and suffer few military consequences. Losing Moscow in 1940, however, would have been catastrophic to the Soviet cause. But then Hitler shifted Germany's strategic emphasis. Rather than send his forces on to Moscow at the end of August, Hitler ordered General Heinz Guderian to take his second Panzer Army south to assist the slow-moving army group south. By way of explanation, he pointed to the natural resources of the Ukraine and the oil in the Caucasus, both of which he saw as vital to the German war effort. When his generals persisted in protesting this shift in strategy, Hitler exclaimed, My generals know nothing of economics! <laughs> that doesn't sound like Hitler. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like doing a screamo voice right now. So. I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> Reluctantly, Guderian took his panzer south, netting another 600,000 prisoners in the Kiev pocket. It was the greatest tactical victory of war, but it was not without cost. Basically, Hitler tried to invade Russia mm -hmm. in the middle of fucking winter. Yeah, it's an awful idea. Terrible winter. You ever uh, try to go to work in the middle of winter? In Ohio? Also a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Waking up in the morning, let's say 7, 
you go out to your car what's the first thing you do you start cracking the fucking windshield with your ice scraper yeah because you got to get all the fucking ice off of it and hopefully it's not still snowing you turn your car's heat on full blast and then you walk back inside and make your cup of coffee yep was that was that the routine that that you that you hit i mean minus shoveling and then you know, you just dig two pathways, your your tires, mm-hmm. your tires, so you can back out. And then you just hope that the snow plow didn't create a snow bank in front of your in driveway. Front of your car, because it, it, it plows the street and then yeah. pushes everything up into your driveway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing, you know? Just, that's just going to work in, in, modern ta- in modern days. Imagine invading an entire country. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> in the middle of winter. I don't suggest it, yeah. Joe. I really don't. Um, that's just a little bit of Hitler's blunders. Everybody's already aware of that. Now we will provide you with some context about maybe what was perhaps driving Hitler to make these stupid decisions. And once and for all, put the nail in the coffin that Hitler was a great military leader. Nine! (laughs) No, he wasn't! Much has already been written regarding Hitler's ravenous hunger for power. In Hitler's case, he chose to pursue power through politics. Of course, Hitler is certainly not alone in this motivation among politicians in general. The truth is, we all, whether consciously or unconsciously, implicitly or explicitly, directly or indirectly, seek some measure of power and control in life. However, Hitler, like so many victims of physical or sexual abuse during childhood, may have experienced an extraordinary sense of helplessness and powerlessness as a boy, stemming mainly from his poor relationship with succeeding, exceedingly domineering and controlling father. It is frequently this feeling of total helplessness and powerlessness in childhood that drives what Nietzsche, and that's Frederick Nietzsche, called the exceptional will to power later in life. Would you like to talk about exactly where Hitler may have gone? Let's do it. So there's a lot of people who say a lot of things about Hitler. And a lot of people claim to have some of Hitler's, or maybe that's Elvis. Anyway, there's a lot of confusion out there about what actually happened to Hitler. I get confused between Hitler and Elvis all the time. <laughs> same, same guy, dude. Same guy. Uh, one of the main conspiracies, okay? A lot of Nazis fled to South America. And there, apparently, to this day, are still German-speaking towns in South America, right? Mm-hmm. From all of the Nazis that migrated after World War II. Yep. So you can go to South America right now and find German-speaking towns. Argentina, towns. Argentina uh, is a, a hub of sorts. Yep. But we'll get into that. And that is exactly where we're at right now. The conspiracy that Adolf Hitler now resides in Argentina. Like now, still. I mean, probably not now. He'd be like 130 or something. Yeah. All right. So his alleged escape to Argentina... Uh, this this is cited from Wikipedia, so this is public information. Uh, Grey Wolf is is the title. Some f- some works such as Grey Wolf: The Escape of Adolf Hitler by British authors Simon Dunstan and Gerard Williams suggest that Hitler and Braun did not commit suicide, but actually escaped to Argentina. The scenario proposed by these two authors is as follows: A number of U-boats took certain Nazis and Nazi loot to Argentina, where the Nazis were supported by future President Juan Perón, who and his wife Evita had been receiving money from the Nazis for some time. Hitler Hitler allegedly arrived in Argentina first staying at Hacienda San Ramon, east of San Carlos del Bariloque. Hitler then moved to a Bavarian-styled mansion at Inalco, 
a remote and barely accessible spot in the northwest end of Lake Nahuapi. I'm, I'm trying here. <laughs> Close to the Chilean border. Around 1954, Everbron left Hitler and moved to Nequin with their daughter, Ursula. And Hitler died in February 1962. This theory of Hitler's fight to Argentina has been dismissed by historians, including Guy Walters. You know Guy Walters. Oh, yeah, I know Guy. He has described Dunstan and Williams' theory as rubbish, adding, There's no substance to it at all. It appeals to the deluded fantasies of conspiracy theorists. Walters contends that it is simply impossible to believe that so many people could keep such a grand-scale deception so quiet, and says that no serious historian would ever give the story <clears throat> any credibility. What, let me pause you there for a second. Where else in history have we heard that same exact excuse? The amount of people that would have to have been involved is so extraordinary. JFK. JFK, the moon landing, 9-11. Yeah. You're all right. people who are deniers of any sort of conspiracy uh, always come up with the same sort of talking point. There's, there, it takes more to have everybody involved than it would for it to actually be true. Yeah. When really it's not that tough. It's really not. Walters found little to foster belief in the claims of conspiracy theorists. In 2014, Grey Wolf, a controversial docudrama... <laughs> that, was a, that was a burp I tried to hold in. <laughs> I'm leaving that. <laughs> in, in 2014, Grey Wolf, a controversial docudrama film-based... Ay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. We're out of practice, but this is what happens when we take two weeks <laughs> two off. Two weeks <laughs> off and just down the drain. <laughs> Uh, a controversial docudrama film based on the book by Dunstan and Williams was produced by Williams. The film concluded with an extensive list of people who claim to have seen Adolf Hitler in Argentina. In their book, Dunstan and Williams state that, having looted most of the wealth of occupied countries, Hitler was one of the richest men in the world and would have had plentiful funds for an escape. And kind of makes sense that he would have something planned. Worst case scenario. The Nazis weren't broke, bud. No. When they were raiding or when they invaded all countries, there were there were multiple storage facilities and sites. Paintings, paintings, jewels, gold, yeah, uh, everything. Uh, ancient artifacts that, you know, are priceless. Yeah. The Nazis were not broke. Therefore, it it ties into that if Hitler wanted to escape, he had the means to do so. Yeah, he could pay anyone. Mm -hmm. Anyone, even Americans. And the loyalty for the Fuhrer was there wasn't a pocket that he, he, he couldn't climb inside, you know? <laughs> Relatable. The authors added that Martin Bormann, Hitler's secretary, who died in Berlin in, Berlin in 1945, was in control of these funds of Hitler's alleged escape plans. And then there's the hunting of Hitler. Investigators of the History Channel series Hunting Hitler claim to have found previously classified documents and to have interviewed witnesses indicating that Hitler escaped from Germany and traveled to South America by U-boat. He and other Nazis then allegedly plotted a Fourth Reich. However, such conspiracy theories of survival and escape have been dismissed by historian Richard J. Evans, who, of course, none of us know who that is. Fuck you, dick. <laughs> Philip Citri Citroen's claims. 
a declassified CIA CIA <laughs> CIA <laughs> a declassified CIA document dated 3rd of October 1955 highlights claims made by a self-proclaimed former German SS trooper named Philip Citroen that Hitler was still alive and that he left Colombia for Argentina around January 1955. Enclosed with the document was an alleged photograph of Citroen and a person he claimed to be Hitler. On the back of the photo was written, Adolf Schuttelmeier. Schuttelmeier. Adolf Schuttelmeier. In the year 1954. The report also states that neither the contact who reported his conversations with Cito Citroen, nor the CIA station was in a, in a position to give an intelligent evaluation of the information. The station chief's superiors told him that enormous efforts could be expanded on this matter with remote possibilities of establishing anything concrete, and the investigation was dropped. A study was conducted in 2009 and it only further fanned the flames of conspiracy. A skull fragment from the state archive was subjected to DNA analysis and found to belong not to a 56-year-old man, but to a woman aged between 20 and 40. While there's a possibility it belongs instead to Eva Braun, who was 33 when she died, it was almost certainly not one of Hitler's skull fragments, leaving open the question of whether any bones were his. Not only do the teeth, crowns, and bridge match the dental work Hitler had done, a scanning electron microscope on the plaque found plenty of evidence of matter and no sign of meat i heard they zoomed in really really close on his teeth mm -hmm. and there was just a bunch of little angry cells in there hiling <laughs> that's exactly what happened <laughs> hitler was known to be a vegetarian adding further evidence that these were the infamous Führer's choppers further study of the dental chemistry might also help confirm whether hitler did indeed bite down on a cyanide before shooting himself helping establish his final moments once and for all however a DNA analysis wasn't conducted, which no doubt will provide something for conspiracy theorists to cling to. It's inconclusive. Are you familiar with cyanide? I mean, if, not personally if you familiar took some, with it, but... If you took some and I walked into a room, could I smell it? They're saying that Ava Braun smelled of cyanide. Um, that might be something that we need to look up here. Um, do cyanide pills... Does cyanide have an odor there you go i'm sure the chemical composition of it does maybe if it was mixed with like saliva with like a water uh, ingredient and might you know have mm. that chemical reaction yeah um or it might have a strong smell so that you know don't touch this shit or maybe it was just melting the inside of her fucking mouth i don't know you know like most gas it's scentless and they add scent to it sure. so you know that like propane danger well with the chemical reaction adding water to most things it, it, it you know it says here, cyanide sometimes is described as having a bitter almond smell, but it does not always give off an odor, and not everyone can detect this odor. Cyanide is also known by the military designations AC for hydrogen cyanide and CK for cyan cyanogen chloride. So it's easy to say like, oh, I smelled cyanide on her, right? Yeah. When... That was just some lotion, bro. No, but... but, but <laughs> If somebody knows, like, the answer to something before somebody asks it, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear to further prove my point. Like, oh, yeah, I walked in and she smelled like cyanide, right? <laughs> Whoever smelt it dealt it, bro. Exactly, right? I don't know that, like, what would be the point to bite down on a cyanide capsule and then shoot yourself in the head? 
case it doesn't take, I guess. Maybe. But all of the other... I so, think when you take a cyanide capsule, though, it's like, it's enough to kill a thousand people. Like, it's... There's not much missing. I think that's ricin you're thinking of. Oh, maybe. I'm, I'm either thinking I, of Himmler I just, or Goebbels. I think a, 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 a suicide pill yeah. would be designed to not fail. Well, they were... Yeah, I mean, a lot of agents, uh, you know, in a lot of wars, and even up to this day, a lot of spies, they carry cyanide capsules with them or some sort of, like, you know, um, if you're compromised, you fucking take this shit so they're not going to get anything out of you, right? <laughs> It's so brutal. It is so brutal. But, I mean, it's an effective measure, of course, if you want to, you know, keep your secrets. Yeah, dude. People are throwaway. The point, Sam and I have been talking about doing this episode for a while because we're, we're seeing a lot of parallels between the fall of dissent in this country and uh, how it correlates to Nazi Germany. Now, they're not, they're not, it's not black and white. It's not the exact same. So you can't say that America right now is the same as Nazi Germany. I mean, I think that is an exaggeration. Like, Trump is a piece of shit. I fucking hate his guts. The worst president <laughs> in U.S. history. But still, he's not, he's not quite Hitler yet. He's a wannabe Hitler. Uh, and it's been proven that, that Trump has also read a lot of Hitler's books, a lot of Hitler's, uh, you know, a lot of teachings of Hitler, and, and, and does a lot of research on Hitler. He probably likes that dictator, dictatorial Dictate. mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his dad was also part of the KKK, so. Really? That's documented? Trump's dad? <clears throat> yeah. Fred Trump? Can we Google that? Yeah. I'm going to Google that. We're doing some live Googling here. <laughs> it's going to be edited. Oh, yeah. In 1927, Donald Trump's father was arrested after a Klan riot in Queens. Wow. So make sure you stand by. Yeah. So, uh, but that's, I mean, that's not to say he was a part of it. And in, in, depending which side of the fence you, you lay on, this is all going to be bullshit to you no matter what. Uh, I'm just going to read an excerpt here about what, um, what I read here on Reddit. Um, people do make a mistake when comparing present day to Nazi Germany. Uh, they think that another Hitler coming to power would mean that another Holocaust would start on day one. So we're saying, um, you know, re-election, re-election. It's not going to be the fucking, if Trump is to win, it's not going to be the apocalypse on night one. Now I could be wrong and it could be the fucking purge, <laughs> which I do believe is more realistic than not. Yeah. Um, uh, it wouldn't, or sorry, there's a slow buildup before you get to an extermination camps, but we're already kind of seeing that with like ICE detention centers and how they're sterilizing uh, Hispanics, tearing away their kids, etc. So there are parallels and it's easy to make those connections when you really want them to fit. The difference is Hitler had charisma. His people trusted him at first because they didn't know the... A lot of Germans weren't even aware of the extent of what was going on with the genocide. And there stuff. was a bit of a perfect storm there with Hitler mm -hmm. because... Germany had failed so miserably in the First World War. He used that to prey upon the German people and mm -hmm. say, we're going to bring honor back to this country. And everybody, you know, imagine if America had just lost a massive war mm -hmm. and embarrassingly lost. Right. And then you've got Trump, you know, a strong speaker, somebody who can yell at you and rally rally his we're followers. talking hypothetically right yes okay because <laughs> trump is not a strong speaker he's a stupid speaker that relates to stupid people well i mean he he speaks i would say he speaks in a way just like hitler did it's emotionally it's pure emotion 
There's no, there's not much thought behind it. Hitler at least had context when he was talking. Actually, you're right. He did plan Trump things jumps really well. from Trump can't finish a point before <laughs> jumping into the next point within the same fucking sentence. You're right. Right. But he does feign that passion. He does. No, he wants to be like, I, I would not be surprised if Hitler was one of Trump's actual idols. Yeah. Trump the other day was, was praising Putin and, and, and Kim Jong-un about how great they are. Yeah. Which is something that he's done over the last four years. Yeah. What happens is you need to cement your power and get the population used to the dehumanization of the others. And I'm using others in air quotes. Mexicans, um, blacks, um, anybody who's not white, right? Uh, Jews, Muslims, immigrants, etc. cetera. Uh, it is a slow process. So each step along the way seems like it might be justified. And I, and I believe truly that, you know, that big caravan that Trump was saying was coming from Mexico and they were going to invade us and stuff. Yeah. That was his rally cry. Um, you know, his version of the Reichstag. You, you burn down your own house, blame it on the fucking enemy, and then you got yourself into a war. It's a false flag. It's not only until the very end that everything comes into focus. You know, and this is maybe a couple years removed, a couple months removed, that you really truly see the horrors that have taken place over, you know, X amount of years. So what we're seeing now with like these ICE detention centers and, um, you know, the crimes against uh, blacks and minorities, um, the senseless, you know, murders and all of this shit, it is very much like Gestapo. It, it reminds me of Gestapo. And um, I forget where I was reading it. I don't have the article. I'm paraphrasing. But there was um, an article I was reading about the, what's the word I'm looking for? Infiltration mm-hmm. of, of Nazis and or white supremacists in America's police force. Yeah. So when Trump is talking to his base, that is who he's talking to. Trump, just like uh, uh, Hitler has a version at least of his own secret police and these are the diehards these are the fucking brown noses that are going to be that have his back regardless the kyle rittenhausers the kyle rittenhausers yeah who has since become a martyr of sorts which is ass backwards yeah right completely has trump come out and said anything about that kid he has not Hmm. he chose to say nothing he chose to say nothing so the, the the main point of what we're getting at is there's an election in about three weeks okay there's our future is not cemented and you cannot take the words of a crazed maniacal megalomaniac as the truth and that might be both candidates but we've currently burnt out on the current on the present president i've said it in a in a i think it was episode three and, and i'll stand by it now one path is lit by a match the other path is pure darkness one path at least one path at least has the idea of hope whereas the other path there's no groundwork laid out there's no plan laid out there's literally nothing that we're being told is a good reason to elect trump other than whatever he says he's pulling out a lot of stops right now he's pulling right before election he is my favorite squirming bro my favorite was Oh, I'll give you a second stimulus check if I get reelected. He's holding, he's holding financial aid dangling, over the American people, dangling the carrot. Who are who are on the verge of becoming homeless? Who are who can't feed their families? Who can't take care of your day to day bills? 
We're talking about waitresses and bartenders and yeah. business owners. I haven't been back to work bartending since March 16th. Yeah. Imagine owning a business, owning a bar, and now you have to go get a job at a grocery store or something. Imagine owning a business and then also having two additional jobs on top of that, and you can't do either of them, and then you have to go work at your buddy's smoke shop for a few weeks before the bar opens back up. Man, I would hate to be that guy. Fucking, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, man, how how weird Halloween's going to be this year without Emo Night. I was talking to Steve the other day, because uh, I went over to shoot some film for him, mm -hmm. and... Um, we were saying exactly that. We were saying that, like, man, it's it's going to be weird because for the last five years, it's been the biggest show. Or, you know, it's been, it's been our favorite day of the year, like the biggest yeah. show all year long. Halloween's always a smash. It's a smash. We had... I'm going to cut this out. I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so last year was huge. The year before that was huge. So every year has been great. Halloween, nothing's open, man. We can't, we can't do it. No. So... Um, Maybe next year, kids. <laughs> Back to this Hitler stuff, I guess. Uh, it's just very important that you guys actually do get out there and vote. Um, I'm not going to tell you which way to go. And obviously, if you've, if you've been listening to us, uh, you know kind of where we stand on it. You know what? You know what's uh, to, to lead that point a little further? Mm -hmm. I played golf for the first time last weekend. Mm -hmm. And I played, me and my friend James, we played around a golf, right? Yeah. And we get paired with two dudes, mm -hmm. two older gentlemen, just randomly. So we play nine holes with these two strange men, mm -hmm. right? We just BS the whole time and have a great day out on the golf course. One of them's a good golfer. It's it's fine. Okay? Mm -hmm. We get to the end, and somewhere within the conversation came up where our parents lived and where we lived and all this. We were just kind of BSing, you know? And one of the guys says, um, hey, make sure you tell your parents parents that live in so-and-so to to vote they're my constituents i'm running for senate mm -hmm. so i said oh you're running for senate cool you know we went our separate ways nice nice guy so i google him after we're done playing and he is a state senator mm -hmm. republican nice enough guy had a great time golfing with him mm -hmm. so you can't sit here and say like you know, I'm I'm voting this way, and everyone on the other side can like these are our friends and our people in our community. A lot of them, so the divide is so strong right now. You forget that these people are our friends and are our coworkers and are our business owners. And I'll counter that. I'll counter that. Uh, there's some truth in what you're saying there, but are they really your friend when their vote potentially has your future in question? When they are willing to go against what is obviously more helpful to uh, all Americans. Well, here's the thing, right? There's is that they're actively and knowingly choosing to go against it for if they're lining their pockets, if they have interests in Republican agenda, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, are they really your friends or do they just wear that mask when they're around in their personal life and then put on a different mask when, you know, they're they're at their job, just like the rest of us do? And you can be talking about anyone. I mean, there's. Listen, there's like hard leaning on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. And there's people like me who I am by no means a Democrat. I right. am a centrist, full-blooded. I find value in conservative ideals some places, and I find ideals in uh, democratic. Can you list a conservative ideal that you agree with? Guns. That's the Second Amendment. All That's guns. not a conservative idea. That was yeah, in the but, Constitution. But Democrats would like to limit that, what my ability is to obtain, own, and operate. Do they? Some of them do. 
In what way? Hard leaning, hard leaning. Uh, left. Registry, hard leaning left. No. So we, banning, banning of long rifles. No, they're not banning long rifles. They're banning automatic rifles. I disagree. I, I want my automatic long <laughs> rifle. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's where you and I disagree because I don't see the need for an automatic re weapon, uh, a civilian having an automatic weapon, because then you see things like s school shootings or you see things like a Kyle Rittenhouse walking around. Uh, there's Kyle, no Kyle Rittenhouse's weapon wasn't automatic. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying that think about if he did have an automatic weapon, though. Well, you know. I don't think that scenario changes much. And I don't think it's a hard left or a hard right stance. I think it's just like common sense. Do I need a tank to drive down the well, street? The guy in Las know? Vegas didn't need an automatic weapon. He just brought eight guns. Well, he used a stock bump, which is you just push it against your shoulder and it yeah. turns it into an automatic weapon. No, he did it, but he, he, he found a loophole to get an automatic weapon. I mean, there's always going to be a way. Sure. So, so why not... So why not put restrictions where you can and then the ones that leak through i mean it's unfortunate because I, I don't believe in restrictions on weapons on anything so you don't believe in restrictions on weapons you don't believe in restrictions on uh op like operators licenses you have to have a license to drive a car right yeah you have to have an, uh, a license to driving is a privilege a business right driving is a privilege not a right okay so owning a gun is a right Yes, constitutionally. Constitutionally. So that means Democrats and Republicans can have weapons. I want to be able to shoot anybody who tries to come in my home a lot really fast. But that idea is so, <laughs> to me, that idea is so archaic. And I, and I feel like it's the main talking point for a lot of conservatives. Like, oh, I'm just pretend if someone comes in my house. And it's such like, it's such like a self-masturbatory thing <laughs> that of like, of everybody, out of everybody, somebody... It's gonna skip this house, gonna skip this house, and come right for your fucking house. And in that case, you need an automatic weapon. Stranger things have happened. <sighs> Stranger things have happened, Joe. I guess. Well, uh, and then you've got the far left who's trying to limit speech. No, they're not. 100% they are. Who's limiting speech? It, I mean, we could really get into it. Well, let's do it. <laughs> you really wanna talk about it? Yeah, who's, okay, I wanna know who is limiting speech. Did you know that if it's passing false they're, information they're that trying, can be verified or disproven, that's different than they're trying to the, the, the far left is trying to make it illegal to prop or to purposefully mispronoun someone. So if I use somebody's wrong pronoun on purpose in a workplace, I can be fined. By so the government. when you say when you say the far left, who are you referring to? I mean, the people who take it the farthest. The same people you're making fun of on the far right, I, but I'm not saying far left or far right. I don't believe I don't I don't believe those two are mutually exclusive. I think they are. I think you have people who are cent centered, mm -mm. and then you have people who are left leaning, right leaning, and then you have people who are calling Trump super Trump because he beat COVID. He those didn't. Are, that's he the didn't, far right. He didn't beat COVID. He got a hundred thousand dollar <laughs> medical treatment because he's the leader of this fucking country. He didn't beat shit. He was pumped full of fucking steroids. He was pumped <laughs> full of fucking medicine. He didn't win anything. He was kept alive because he had access to it. That's it. And if everybody else in the country had access in the same way that he did, we all would have, quote unquote, beat COVID. But he didn't beat <laughs> shit. He was in the category most likely to succumb to the disease. 
obese, fucking guarantee you fucking methed out. You right? saw the video of him struggling to breathe. Yes. Awful. Bro. Okay. And he was out exploring. He's spreading it. Yeah. He's spreading it because he's trying to use that as his platform to downplay this disease. Where, of course, a leader of a country is going to get special treatment that me, Joe Schmo off the street, is not going to get. That's True. not beating it. That's still, that's another handout that he got. Just like when this country was just handed over to him with a great economy and he claimed it as his own. But what has he done? Nothing. There's no far... So it's safe to say you're voting Biden. <laughs> there are, there, and, I, and I really hate the terms far left and far right because it, it creates that divide. It's just people, uh, people applying their personal interest to, their talk, to the talking parts of whatever candidate. Oh, that guy doesn't like that. I'm going to vote against it. Or like, I like guns. This guy likes guns. Plenty of Democrats have guns. I'm a Democrat. I have guns. Doesn't mean that like, it doesn't mean that, I'm, that, I, that I approve of automatic weapons. And then, like I said, I don't need a fucking tank to go get gas. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, go to a restaurant or, or go through a drive-thru. It's the same sort of concept. My Mustang will get me there just as efficiently. In the same way that a handgun or, or, or a semi-automatic rifle or a shotgun will defend my house the same way, if not better, than an automatic weapon. Automatic weapons spray. So you could get collateral damage. I mean, look at the case of Breonna Taylor. The, co the, the cop involved in the shooting and that, he only got charged because the bullets hit somebody else's fucking house. But he had a pistol. Oh, doesn't matter. So imagine if he had an automatic weapon or the entire <laughs> squad had an... Uh, they all had automatic weapons. Imagine the collateral damage based on that, right? Like, there's... I, 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 this is something we're not going to see eye to eye on. But I don't, I don't believe in automatic weapons. Do I believe in guns? Sure. Do I think there need to be restrictions, be, mental restrictions? Like, if you know, obviously felons can't get them. They're going to obtain them illegally anyway, sure. But legally in the system, I don't think a registration or fucking, like, putting your name down, like, Sam purchased this gun on blah, blah, blah. If that gun is stolen and a murder is committed with it, that's going to fall back on you. So what's wrong with a fucking registry? What's wrong with somebody knowing what... They're not going to come and take them from you. That, that, that's unconstitutional in itself. Like, so anyway, back to this like far left, far right stuff. Like, there's always a they, right? They want to do this or they want to do this. There's always a they, but it's just like, what's the most... What is... Why can't anybody just, just, just bust down and, and use logic? Because everybody is so caught up in winning their argument is well, what it is. The problem is, is your logic is not somebody else's idea of logic, right? I'm talking not just mine. I'm talking just like baseline logic, okay? Guns in the hands of bad people are bad. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Um, spreading misinformation is bad. Yes. When you're when you're at when you have a platform of uh, like a grand platform, that is bad, correct? Yes. Lying purposefully to stay in power, we both agree that that is bad, correct? Yes. Okay. Those aren't just left-leaning ideals. That's common fucking sense, right? Yes. Okay, so that's that's the point that I'm trying to get to. Is just that it's not so much a left or right thing. It's about a group or groups of people. Just doing whatever it takes to stay in power and then saying whatever they need to say to whoever will take that in and interpret that how they want to. That's why Trump never truly says anything because people can interpret that however they want. You know, same thing with like with like religion and the Bible. 
people take and pick and choose excerpts and apply it to whatever argument that they have in order to suit their their narrative it's the same sort of thing it's not a left or a right thing right it's just ah i don't know it's common sense the gist of it everybody is so, you, so hiller's in argentina <laughs> <laughs> this really spiraled we we kind of we kind of hit it loosely but uh this is kind of where we're at. Uh, this is the most important election probably in our lives. And the reason we were talking about Hitler is just, is just because it's, it's not out of the question of possibility that we could slip into the same sort of descent, is that we could slip into that same sort of country. And then, and this is just me, and it might be a little extremist, but if one group keeps power, bro, we're fucked. You look at what we're what we're going through right now and what we've been going through in these last four years. Can you say anything positive that's come out of Trump's White House in the last four years? Um, and I'll take it even one step further. What has Trump's White House done for you in the last four years? I think that everything that he's bragged about has come from him first dismantling. He... Like, he inherited a good economy, right? Mm -hmm. And then the economy broke when COVID hit. And now the economy is recovering, so he's going, look, best economy in U.S. history. I did this for you. But did this for all of us. Is the economy recovering? No, the stock market is not the economy. Right. But and is the economy recovering? I don't think so. Okay. Not yet. So, so that right there, that's just a talking point that he keeps parroting that yeah. he keeps saying to convince people so that in conversations like this when people have with each other that's their talking the economy's great bro you know what you can the economy's getting better i can this see COVID shit's fake i can see the little political cartoon now of donald trump yelling out of the back of a limo to a homeless guy the mm -hmm. stock market's great right right okay well the economy still is bad right I can't think of a single. I can't. He think was nominated for four Nobel Peace Peace Prizes, Joe. Um, anybody can be nominated for Nobel Peace Prizes. All that you have to do is get a fucking sponsor to submit your name to it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, it's I don't, easy I don't as fuck to that. get nominated. He didn't do anything. Yeah, it was probably it was somebody in his cabinet that like put his name on a slip of paper and dropped it in the fucking box. That's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, figuratively, of course, not like that's not exactly how it happens, but like that, right. you know dumbed down that's what that's what happens you can yeah. look it up anybody can fucking be nominated you know what i mean i had no idea yeah it's it's not a fucking prestigious honor to be nominated you just have to have somebody who's like on the panel or something like that i forget exactly how it is but again, it's probably money yeah it's it's probably the same money. thing with the academy awards and money shit and like power that. you know what yeah. i mean like money and influence i can't think of a single thing i can't think of a single like i can't think of like a single what about that 1200 hundred dollar check what about it? <laughs> what about it? Like, I think that's the least anybody would have done in that position. I think he did the minimum. It wasn't him, though. You're right. That was... That was Pelosi. Yeah. That was the Democratic side going to him and being like, hey. And then Trump, realizing that it needed to happen. But what's he do? He recalls all of the paper checks so that he can put his name on the paper checks so that it looks like it came from him. <laughs> It's subter it's su Ugh. it's subterfuge, dude. It's like yeah. it's not it's not fucking real. This is a man who is just he's a reality TV host that was somehow fucking elected I to like, the highest position in the world. I like that everyone's saying he's broke. 
They're like, he only paid $750 in taxes. I'm like, no, he's not broke. He just isn't paying taxes. He's broke. I don't know if he's broke. How is he not broke? He's 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 literally got fucking lawsuits waiting for him as soon as he's not president. The state of New York will fuck this guy. This guy has no money. He's about to liquidate. Whew. <laughs> Someone's about to fucking turn him into liquid, bro. T-1000 his ass. Like, uh, anyway, oh. we got to get this guy out of office, regardless of which way you swing. If you fucking hate Biden, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, We can't do four more years of this shit. We can't. We're at we're at, we're at nine months, almost nine months in now. What causes a bigger riot, Biden or Trump? I think regardless, there's going to be riots, yeah. no matter what. I don't think I would like to think that the right wouldn't riot over a loss. Are you kidding? Trump sued after he fucking won. He already won, and he was trying to sue. <laughs> what are you talking about, Sam? <laughs> well, we'll see. If Biden gets elected, Trump's gonna fucking sue and call and call fucking foul. If Trump wins, <laughs> dude, it's it's so fucked. It's so fucked. So anyway, do your history on Adolf Hitler. Oh my god. This is the end of this season. Sam I'm and I are obviously out. very fucking tired. And we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait until after this election. We're gonna come back and we're gonna have plenty to talk about, I'm sure. <laughs> like regardless of which way it goes. We're going to have plenty to talk about. So November. November 3rd, everybody. Uh, if, you can, if you can vote early, please vote early. Uh, if you can vote at the ballots, please keep yourself safe. Uh, there's going to be some fuckery, I'm sure, going on with those if, if you are planning on voting in person. Yeah. Um, and just be vigilant. I received four mail-in ballots. Were they all addressed to you? No, different okay. names. So, yeah, toss the ones out. I did. No, yeah. I, I crossed them out, and then I wrote, return to sender. Mm-hmm. That probably wasn't the smart move. No, you should have trashed him. Yeah. Uh, so this has been an entire 10-episode season of the Palm Tree Patio. I am Joe Strelsky. This is Sam McNeil. And we'll hopefully talk to you guys in a couple weeks if we're all still here. They're bad people. Bye.